pants people this is david here with an exciting announcement so during the heat of summer business and while our good rodriguez is traveling to poland and iceland we are going to be taking a brief two-week break from our regular content but wait, David, how is that exciting news for me and my family? Well, listener, if you just let me finish, I will tell you. You see, a while back, we all got together for a quiet Saturday afternoon for fun, experimental recording. We had a little idea to try out some new game systems, play some new stories and characters, and release these fun side adventures in a series we have lovingly titled Seat of Our Pants. Our first soup, that's the acronym, uh, is a four-episode series where we dive full-on into the Even Footing Games system called babies and broadswords and let me tell you it is awesome our very own mr wolf is putting nose to the editing grindstone in these coming weeks to get these episodes out so while our regular content is on a brief break we'll be releasing these during our next two usual monday slots as well as our two bonus friday episodes so get excited because this is not content you are going to want to miss expect laughs thrills and maybe even a couple tears in the meantime please enjoy this week's episode of fantasy pants Boom, boom, bada, boom. I'm just kidding. It's David again. I know, I know, I know. Two intro sequences? That is simply irredeemable. And speaking of redemption, I've got a quick trailer for you guys from our friends at Rolls of Redemption. We're doing a bit of an ad swap, getting these communities united in our love of these games and these stories. So please, please, enjoy. Do you like fire? Do you like hijinks? Do you like poorly thought out fire-related hijinks? Join the chaos at Rolls of Redemption. Every Monday on Twitch, we stream a D&D campaign chock full of poor choices that often makes for hilarious encounters. As we battle the undead, try to outwit the politically corrupt, and fan the flames of intraparty romance, you'll find high-quality fun, absolutely terrible puns, and exceptionally questionable planning. And the fun doesn't stop there. Join our Discord server, where the roleplay continues all week long, and you can even scheme the party's demise with the DM. So join us on Monday nights at 8pm Eastern Time on twitch.tv slash rollsofredemption, and let us redeem your Monday one roll at a time. Lightning is her favorite. 
Jericho also carries a near-endless supply of daggers on our person, crafted in makes and styles from all our worlds. When weapons fail, Jericho can still fall back on her training in the amusement and martial art of Jiu-Jitsu. With blades, elemental magic, and skill on her side, it is no wonder Jericho found her way onto the all our screens as a luminary adventurer. Uh, Jericho sounds pretty fucking OP. Jericho's Whoa. pretty, pretty rad. That's intense. <laughs> Sakura Blossom, Windy Luminary, Genie, thank you so much. Oh, no oh, shit. Oh, For yeah, real, that was from yeah. Genie? Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, Good you shit. might recognize, actually, uh, a little while back, we had a little art contest. And oh, Genie yes. was the winner. Yeah. And Jericho <gasps> is the drawn character. Oh, no uh, way. I love that. And changed for, for this setting, of course. But uh, yeah. Uh, sure. Sold the character, I think, That's... hopefully, still oh, there. Wow. I love that. Yeah. Is, uh, I really so cool. love that. Is the character art ready yet? Uh, I, it's out there somewhere. I know I know, I know. Uh, she has it finished. Okay. And it looks I'll, I'll hook so up, good. I'll hook Sweet. up with Genie yeah, and, and with Eric and, and see if we can post it. Oh, yeah. wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. So. So. We've got mail. Oh, what's it? Is it for me again? I need to make like a male sound mail when we have it. There's just a male. <laughs> 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 All right, we got some work to do on the <laughs> on the male jingle. No, oh, I'm just I'm just gonna do noise. it, and it's just gonna happen one show. Yeah, I'm not I think that's great. You. I think that's great. <laughs> um, yeah, this is another package that David has no use for. Uh, we got small batch coffee. Wow. D&D yeah. themed coffee. Oh, that's pretty cool. From our friends at Homebrew Coffee & Co. We got their uh, starter pack. So Ooh. we got four sample sizes. I mean, it's bigger than a sample. It's enough to make... It's a couple of French presses. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, our friends Laura and Kelly over there sent it to us. And uh, we're super stoked to try it out. Recommend it to you guys. Our first one here is called Health Elixir. Hey, Ooh, all right. Yeah. And uh, we told them that Jeremy likes a bit of a medium darker roast. I like more of a medium light roast. So they sent us kind of straight down the middle, some medium oh, yeah. stuff. Well, uh, I should say, I do prefer like super dark roast, but there's less caffeine. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I, that's why I like, uh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a morning coffee drink. I mean, <laughs> duh. <laughs> I, I really like a cup of coffee in the morning or two or three. Sure. So I like the morning roast, the light roast, whatever. Sure. Um, this more medium stuff, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is great for like an early afternoon. Oh, yeah. You don't you don't want that huge mm-hmm. jittery buzz. Right. So um, please, if you're so inclined, check them out. Homebrew Coffee & Co. We'll put links in uh, our description and show notes. Remind me. <laughs> It's two weeks away. Remind me, please. <laughs> and let them know your friends of Fantasy Pants sent you. Cheers, Steven. Cheers. Where's my rock star? I want cheers, too. <laughs> Give me a drink. <laughs> Damn it. Do you want to try some, David? No. Okay. It's gross. Oh, that is a... It's medicine to me. That is a damn fine I'm cup sure of coffee. I'm sure it's fine I, coffee, I but usually, all coffee is bad. <laughs> I usually drink coffee with just like a little bit of cream and a little bit of sugar. Mm-mm. Um, I, yeah, I like this. For me, for this me, is, that's like yeah. putting A1 on steak sauce. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure, fair. Don't do that. A1 do on that. steak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I mean, you know, when you're, when you're, <laughs> well, that's the thing when you're enjoying something like a really nice steak or something craft like this, right? You don't want to put you need, something you need in to it to muck it up it the way, it yeah, the way yeah. the creator wanted it to be exactly. enjoyed. Yep. Um, and I mean like these ladies, I mean, talk about small batch. It's made to order. 
Oh wow! That's so if, so if you go awesome. on if you go on their website right now and you order uh, a thing of coffee, it hasn't even been fucking made yet. Mm-hmm. Little huh. mailbox is gonna go ding, and they're gonna say, "Hey, time to fire up the coffee roaster." Cool as hell, right? I mean, it's coffee. <laughs> There's something else to be really cool. Candy, rock stars, just straight sugar. <laughs> I can get behind no, that. No, because we're adults. Some of us are. We're playing a <laughs> we're playing a game. <laughs> We're playing Dungeons and Dragons. Hey, this is a pretty <laughs> mature <laughs> game. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> We're nerdy adults. I need my sugar. Do we want to switch from something that's super mature and adult to baby time? Baby talk? We can talk baby talk. You want to talk baby talk? I think we're gonna. We think it's been brought up a little bit in the uh, the sort of opening notes for this episode. But uh, hey, let's double down on it. Let's talk about babies and broadswords. Let's do you guys talk. What do you guys think about babies and broadswords? We're not. It's not out there yet. No spoilers. But real quick, one word. How do you feel about the adventure we ran when we ran it? Um, one word. Give me one word. Come on. Easy. The fuck. <laughs> it was it was fun and easy. Like that. That's the point of the game. Fun's a better word. You're just supposed to be Use able to that word. Well, you made me choose one, wow. and I wanted to say fun and easy. You're really selling this to the people. Oh, that's easy? a selling point. I love easy things. That's literally a selling point. I, I mean, I'm gonna I, I I'm gonna show you up here. I'm gonna call it magical. Wow, that's a good fucking word. I mean, wow. we we all agreed after that 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 day that we you we, know what we we recorded every all of these upcoming episodes one in setting. one setting. Oh, literally, one day. literally just because in Steven's word sucks so much in comparison. I'm giving you a button. <sighs> Steven, take this Steven, button. Steven, I'm really sorry, but I'm no, no, not no. not going to take this take button. button. There's a spite button. There's a spite button towards Steven's. Easy. Cool. I'm going to use it for disadvantage for you. Steven, give me your button. No. Damn it. That's not how buttons work. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we like we recorded all of these upcoming Babies and Broadswords episodes in one day. And once we finished the day, like we all talked about how we just felt so incredible. It was a magical day full of yeah. love and friendship. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to earn that button over there, huh? No. <laughs> um, yes, we're, we're taking a, a little quote-unquote vacation. I'm going to be out of town. So in order to kind of ease... Our recording schedule for two weeks. We're just going to release Babies and Broadswords and uh, then get right back to it mm-hmm. with the regular campaign when I come home. Yep. Out of town, out of town. You're really lowballing this one. Where are you going? Tell everyone where you're going. Uh, the family and I, we're going to Poland. That is crazy. Oh, yeah. very, very excited. Yes, my grandparents were pregnant with my mother when they came uh, to the U.S., uh, she grew up speaking Polish, blah, 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 the whole thing. So so I've always, as a kid, I was always like, oh, mom, I'm going to take you to Poland someday. And now here I am, <laughs> oh 31, gosh. and we're going to Poland. So, Oh, I want to give you a button for that, but you just, uh, <laughs> I, I, you canceled it out. And that's okay. That's okay. Oh, that is adorable, though, oh, and I love God. that. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Oh, man. Hope it's a good time. Yeah. So if anybody has any uh, any Poland recommendations for me. Hit me up. Ooh. All our Poland listeners. I know you're out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're huge and we're huge in Eastern Europe. <laughs> we're coming for you, Europe. You just wait. And you just wait. And, and don't fact check that. <laughs> Take your word for it. <laughs> we are on our way across the sea. Yeah. So before we move on, yeah, what's up? Um, just to just so the listeners know what to expect, uh, we recorded four episodes of Babies and Broadswords. Look for those this coming Monday and Friday, 
and then the following Monday and Friday. Shitloads of content. Mr. Wolf here knows the grindstone. He's putting in the work to get these to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Getting a double drop. Oh, man. It's it's going to be – and it's it's good. It's really, really good, yeah. really fun. Get ready. Don't let mm. Steven talk you out of it. <laughs> it's a really good time. You're going to love it. Do not miss it. And, Don't do and it. And I think, I think more than anything, I'm really excited for the folks at Even Footing Games to, to see mm-hmm. what we did with their system. Um I mean, we just had a freaking blast. It was, it was, so, it was so much fun. Yeah, it was fun. I hope they like it. Um, and we'll uh, we'll hear from them, hopefully. We had a little combat happen last session. A very scary combat by the skin yeah. of your teeth. You got out of there. I mean, you, Crispin, as you moved away from there, you uh, you discovered that bonus action shapeshift, uh, wild shape, to get the extra movement speed. If you didn't find that, I was going to come at you with six more attacks. There was almost no way you weren't going to be dead. Yeah. I, Permanent I th- death. I thought that I was totally fine. And and I was just looking through my my character sheet anyways. And it wasn't until after I, I figured that out that you told me, yeah, you probably would have been dead if you didn't yeah. do something. That bonus action. Oh, my gosh. Like I was I was sweating bullets like, oh, no, he can only move 30 feet. That's within my range. And my uh, uh, my my uh, what are they called? The the holy weapons, the sacred. I don't remember what it's called. The, the weapon attack. You know, the magical horns are floating around. That's also 30 feet. Spectral. Yeah, it's the one. Um, you were in 30 feet. They were going to come at you. These guys are going to hit you with two different dagger attacks. You were low, low on HP. I mean, if you went down, no reason me not to just keep on going at your body. Yeah. It was going to be a bad, bad, bad time. But you took on that dire coyote form, shape-shifting to this horse-sized coyote in the middle of this neon, brilliant, beautiful city of crystal. And you dodge two uh, bursts of flame, sacred flame as you move out of the way, and you rush down the road. And that's where I want to open, on Crispin. Give me that music. We open on a dire coyote charging down a crystal street. We see structures of diamond blurring as you rush past, pulsing lights of every shade mingling at the edge of your vision. Stream of cables overhead crisscrossing like a giant spider's web. And we see this street start to shift to dark, murky pools of water with broken strips of soft land forging a difficult path ahead. Diamond becomes the wood of tree trunks and of prickling brush. Cables overhead shift to gnarled, skeletal branches. And all that magical, colorful light is drowned out by a thick sheet of cold mist. You are back on God's breath. You are in the Nightwater Swamps at the edge of the black waters of Nightwater Cove. In the mists of the Shadowfell. You are in a memory, and you are being hunted. You can only vaguely see them. Large, dark shapes in the mist, chasing after you, so many of them. Their wet, gurgling roars filling the world behind you, just... Everywhere, the world is alive with it. So let me ask... How old was Crispin Dubois on the day that his village was attacked? Uh, Crispin's in his early 20s. A young rabbit of a man. <laughs> what? Mm, a young man of a rabbit. <laughs> you can't, you can't. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. And uh, how does his look differ from the way he looks now? Um, he's, he's not any smaller. 
than he used to be. He uh, he doesn't wear his uh, telltale bandana mask. Hell yeah. Good. And that's the figure we see. Running, running, your rabbit feet pounding through soil and mud, hopping over dark pools, just running and running, and you are getting tired. They don't get tired, though. They will catch you soon. They will catch you, and they will tear you apart, just like they did to old Burke. You remember his screaming, Crispin, and you hope, you hope that this chase will be a success, and that your death inevitable as it is will lead them far enough away from your small village that the others can live if only you have to die and so you run and run and run your heart beating so fast it feels like it's going to just stop and you can feel keenly the loss of your own blood a blessing as much as a curse because it became apparent very quickly that these feral monsters these undead crocodiles have little intelligence that the smell of your blood trickling constantly down the fur of your back will hold their full attention now that the other makeshift defenders have been consumed one and all. You don't know how far you've run. You don't even know where you are at this point. You lost sight of any familiar grounds a while back in this this thick mist. You only know that they are closing in on you. And I want to ask you, what Crispin is thinking about right now in these final moments. He's thinking about the, the ones he left behind in, uh, <clears throat> in his warren, his, his grandparents, his parents, his little sister, um, village elders. I mean, it's a small community, but, you know, that means it's very tight-knit. Wow. He's got a lot to, uh, a lot to lose. Damn. And you push on. The trees seem to fall away from you, only becoming vague shapes far away. In the mist, you enter the sort of larger swamp clearing. And you can hear them. Again, just right on your tail. And then, they're gone. The shapes are gone. The roars, gone. Absolute silence fills this space around you. Time doesn't seem to move. Something about this environment just seems so surreal. It's too bright. There's there's an echo to the air, a, a sort of blur. A flash of lightning from somewhere above. Sound of thunder. Like a warning that stops you in your tracks. You feel the wind begin to pick up around you. Trees creaking and swaying far off in this sudden cyclone. And then, a whispering voice, frantic, mingled with the wind, blowing in from all directions. And the whispers begin to change, overlaid by meaning. You, you understand them, though you know in some strange way that they... They yet speak in this unknown tongue. The convergence must move forward. Must, must. Shadow fills, influence grows, consumes. We, we, we are misplaced, broken. We, 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 we are. And a new shape begins to materialize in the mist. 
It seems to slither in around you, a vague darkness pressing in behind the trees surrounding you. And it is massive, dwarfing the structures of the forest. You should hear sounds of breaking trees, of grinding earth at the approach of such a creature. But there is nothing. It is simply there. And above you, something begins to lower through the whiteness. An enormous dark shape that steals the sky. It cracks open, revealing the shadowed forms of rows and rows of sharpened teeth, each of which is larger than you. A great tongue rolls out between them, reaching for you, twitching and swaying. Lightning flashes above it, constant, backlighting the shadowed points of these fangs, and you realize that its throat is filled with the swirling clouds of a storm. This jaw hangs above you, open, and whispering with the force of a hurricane. We, we, we are misplaced, broken. The convergence must move forward, must. It will be, it will be, it will be, it will be. We will be Shadrakhan again. And with that, we are back in the streets of a rural town. You can't drop a bomb like that and then... (laughs) Back in the streets of a rural town. We see no swamp here. No trees, no massive, terrifying, who knows what, looming above. Just crystalline streets, diamond structures, same neon lights blurring, blurring as you take a looping roundabout path. Professional professional Dyer Coyote Crispin Dubois. You have found yourself in the Gateway Plaza right at the entrance of it. Um... You see a number of diamond gates stand empty in the center of this plaza, where uh, two white robe wizards, retainers of the Radiant Citadel, sort of lazily wait for anyone who desires passage to the entrance of the preserve, um, and to the great iron gates to the outside of the ethereal diamond, you know, the actual uh, Radiant Citadel proper. Um, you're here. You think you've lost your tail uh, a while back, because you are fast in yeah. this form. You stand here alone. This potential new ally you faced... Uh, you assume he escaped. You saw him leaping away the last you checked down the other side of the alley. Yeah. You don't know what happened after that. At that point, it's survival. It's yeah. just Crispin had to get out of there. Best wishes. So what do you want to do? Head through the head through the gate. He's All got right. somewhere to be. So you pad up to the gate. Uh, wait, are you a dire coyote when you go to the, the <laughs> two, two, two no. gate guys? Okay, it's no, good. he shifts back. <laughs> Bonus action. <laughs> The fuck? <laughs> um, all right, so you turn back to Christian Dubois. Um, the two guys, I think they're like, you know, almost like lazily. Maybe they're playing a little, like, talking to each other really close, playing some weird game with their hands where you see, like, cards or something being traded. And as you get close, they just drop them, put stuff away, stand tall at the presence of a luminary, and just nod, um, fire up the gate with a word and a touch. And you see this sort of whirling energy uh, in the middle of this sort of empty door frame. And, uh... You know when you step through. You've done this a hundred times probably by now. Uh, you'll be at the entrance to the the uh, preserve. All right. Time to go through. And we see this Harangon be doing one of his telltale, crispin, uh, Wordless cordial nod. nods. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We love those. And uh, you are gone. And let's pan away from that down the street just a little ways where... Two figures stand. 
we see Shole staring very curiously at this figure before her, Dresden Kellig, also just barely escaped from a very close encounter. Yeah, some random ass rabbit came and told me to jump, so I did. <laughs> it's, it's a true Alice in Wonderland <laughs> shit it's right the there. The most random shit. You're welcome. <laughs> she speaks. You are Dresden Kellig, personal guard to Cyrilla LaRoche. And if I'm not mistaken, she turns her eyes back to the street. The men chasing you were agents of the LaRoche family, weren't they? Yeah, they were. What happened? I'll make this very easy for you. If you still stand with the LaRoche family, you should walk away. Now. We'll both be the better for it. But if you stand against them and you do not tell me everything you know... They were there. Because I don't stand with the LaRoche family. Her lips crack into a big smile. My brother was trying to stop me. Ah, the new shield-bearer, Jacinth Kellig. He's not worthy of that title. We agree on this. But the family does have its influence yet. I could not fight that decision. We cannot speak for long, but we should speak. Are you heading towards the plaza? Do you intend to leave the city? I'm on my way to San Sitian. Even better news. Walk with me. I will join you there. You will not be accosted while near me. Okay. And she begins to move down the street slowly. San Sitian. Why? You know why. You know who's there. Do you know what they're doing? The last couple weeks, I haven't gotten near as much information from Jules as I used to get. I just know where they are. You ally with the prince. That is interesting. I have some stake in Jules' fate as well. He has partnered with my grandson. I know. Of course. I knew before you. (laughs) (laughs) Suck on that. You are in danger here. Grave danger. They will keep coming for you. But if you go to Sansetian, I at least can offer you some aid. I have very recently hired a luminary to serve as my eyes and ears on the world. A Horingon, Crispin Dubois. As long as he doesn't look funny, I think we're good. <laughs> Alright, no more funny business. <laughs> I was sure I didn't identify that with a response. <laughs> um, but yeah, and you realize instantly like that that is probably like a Harangon in a rural town. Very rare sight. That yeah. had to have been who just showed up in the alley a moment yeah. ago. Uh, in like a blur of motion, just runs the alley and out and <laughs> <laughs> just holds you a jump. I suppose I could use another pair of hands. Yes. We don't have time now, but I would like to hear everything you know about the Roche family, the inner workings, and their dealings and management of the cult of the Fractured Horn. But I can't hold you here. They will mark you as, as, as a convict of some sort. They will 
use you against me if we are seen together for too long. But Crispin will help to protect you while you investigate matters for me and for yourself on Sansetian. I... Hold on. And she stops walking for a second, kind of reaches into her sleeve. I thought I might need these for another matter, but I did not. Ah. If the two of you be working together, you may need a means of communication should you separate. Take these and do with them what you will. And she reaches out with two sending stones, very much similar to the one you saw. Ooh, baby. Oh, yeah. Ooh, man. Sending stones acquired. (laughs) Uh, And again, uh, you can, once a day, send a 25-word message through and then get a response back. Okay. I think by by your book, you cast sending spell, which would be in your mind. Uh, I've changed them because I think it's more fun and cool. If they, like, do a weird whispering thing like a telephone, you pick them up and then they send the message through. Walkie-talkie rocks. I like walkie-talkie rocks more. It's cooler. (laughs) Um... Yeah, and she hands you those. You are at the edge of the plaza now. Okay, I take the... Dresden takes the stones. We share similar goals. Then we are allies. I'll tell you whatever you want to know. As much as I can. But, you take it easy on Jules and Zap. Those are the two most noble people around. Jules is a positive influence. I can agree to that, but you must understand that nobility and sensibility are very different things. For all the good they can do in the world, they could do so much worse with the wrong words in the wrong places, the wrong choices. I agree, and you need to think about that yourself, too. Careful, Mr. Kellick. Everything is a two-way street. Just saying. No disrespect. Watch yourself. The next fire opal should arrive at approximately 5 o'clock a.m. If you stay in the Radiant Citadel, there will be people around. You should be safe from attack. Shield bearers on staff, and they know Jessen's face. They may try to follow you to the world. You are not an asset. Cerise will let slip. Easily. That makes me your best weapon. Oh, I agree. Very, very much. Good luck. Perhaps when you return, we will toast to the fall of the Roche family. And she begins to move away, turning back down the street, and you stand at the edge of the plaza. Dresden watches for a brief second, nods to himself, turns around, and continues. The uh, two uh, retainers there, they made out the figure of Sholei, and they are just like full-on, straight-backed, high salute, standing tall. Uh, they are not letting their guard down now as you step up to them. And we touched on this before, but I believe you you have all the all the proper writs to go to Sansetian. You would, since the LaRoche family has business there, Correct. they would have seen that through for you in case you were sent. So, yep. Yep, you are good to go. Okay. The I'm, 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 I, I don't say anything as I pass them. They, I just show them show them what I gotta show them and yep, move stitch on and salutes and these actually don't even rip right for here. They just stitch all salute the second you step forward, they fire up the gate and you move through. Um and you are at the entrance of the preserve. Now I assume, Crispin, you didn't wait around there. I mean you know that the next 
uh, you, you would know, I think you would have looked it up and saw that the next Fire Opal departure is around 5 o'clock a.m. Um, it would probably say so, you know, on, on any of the screens you could find or on the facet of the diamond that would talk about when the next landing's departures are going to happen. So the question is, where are you waiting for this to go down? Right now, I will say uh, it is approximately 2.30 in the morning. You have about two and a half hours of time to kill. Um, yeah, I actually think that Crispin probably is curious about, um, what happened there, uh, in the alleyway. He's a pretty, he's a pretty small, fairly sneaky fella, so, um, I think he might even hang out by the other side of the portal to wait and see if this mysterious man from the alley got away, and if he's coming that direction. Hell yeah. So I'll say he, you know, is, uh... Out of sight, out of the way, um, but close enough that he can see who comes through. And so, as you stand there, maybe a few minutes after you've passed through, light once again fills the gate, and the silhouette of a figure steps through, resolving themselves at the top of this cliff, overlooking the starry observatory. Preserve, that's the word. They're both Zerve words. Preservatory. Preservatory of the ancestors. Um, And once again, Crispin and Dresden come face to face. Or face to crotch. Because you're tiny. Jesus. It it makes sense with this character now. It's not just just picking on him for, for the sake of being a bully. Crispin just says, I know that crotch. Oh God, it's this weird looking guy. I tap that crotch with jump magic. Oh god. I thought you were gonna say I'd tap that crotch. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. Talk to each other Anyways, now. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna drink. Where did they go? Let's get back on them. Yeah, so Dresden comes through the portal and uh gives a brief kind of look around and his eyes stop on this weird ass looking dude that zipped <laughs> past him in the alley. Why are you so hung up? I don't know. Okay, it's over. It's done. It's in the past. I'm glad to see you made it out. Uh, thank you. What was going on back there? Just some family shit with my brother. Well, uh... He's not too happy with me. As long as you're safe now. I feel a lot safer now. Where are you gonna go? Going to, uh... Sans Tian. Well, uh, what a coincidence. I found myself hidden there. <clears throat> I'm, uh, <clears throat> Dresden. Crispin Dubois. And reaches out his little, his little hand. <laughs> oh my god, it's so cute. <laughs> it is pretty cute. <laughs> Did you say Crispin? That's me. Dresden reaches into his pocket. And pulls out the two stones and hands one out. This is from Sholay. From Sholay. He reaches out and grabs it. I'm guessing he recognizes Ascending Stone. Yeah, you, you have seen it before. She wants us to link up. So you're working with Sholay too? Apparently. She caught me on the way here. Just after uh, all that. <laughs> well, uh, sounds to me like we got a lot of catching up to do. I think so. And we'll call it there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm thinking they can maybe exchange some information as they're... Yeah. Walking to... Yeah. 
the bus station. We take a nice long ass stroll through. Hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold. What? What? We're not on the preserve? Oh, no, no, you're out no. of the Now you're out of the preserve. You oh, actually went through the top of the preserve. Good memory on that, though. I'm into that shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're at the top of the stairs right now. So if you were to okay, walk. Okay. Oh, oh, you're, oh, okay, we went through the portal from Aurora Town to. Yeah, to the top of the cliff. So you're overlooking it all, and now you're just moving back down a little forested hallway, essentially, that leads to the Great Iron Gate. Someone's yep. there, opens them for you, and you step out into the cool streets, into the ethereal sort of mists of the ethereal plain surrounding you, to the thundering sounds, and the keening gloom still swirling down below. Always there, waiting. You are in the Radiant Citadel, standing on the top of this great fossil, surrounded by buildings, and even some people at this late hour moving about. You see shield bearers, and you feel doubly safe, because even Jessinth isn't dumb enough to come at you in the presence of actual guards. Good. Um, crap. We kind of already did shopping, and it's also 2.30. Yeah, there's no stores open. What is it? It leaves at 5? Yes. Okay. You, you chat for a bit. We'll say it's three as you're kind of moving out of here. Yeah. All this stuff happened. Got two hours to kill. Well, you tell us what we're going to do. What are we going to do for two hours two in the hour? middle of the no, night? No, no, no. We can me. figure I'm this out. We can like, figure this out. There's, 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 what are you going to do for two hours in the middle of the night? You can awkwardly stand next to each other at the station. Okay, that's what we're doing. <laughs> I, roll, I roll out a blanket. We play dice. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to start gambling. Ooh. We can't go shopping. Yeah. So we might as well just trade our money back and forth. I actually love this. I want to see what these like pretty like serious, like, you know, get the job done characters do when they just have to kill two hours awkwardly with each other for the first time. Like it's like a, for, for me, a social anxiety nightmare, right? Like you just meet somebody and it's like, all right, cool. Let's hang out for two hours. And like, it's the cool. worst. I'm having an out of character anxiety nightmare. Here, I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck do you want us to say? Well, what do you want us to say? Are you, do you want us I to go? Do you want us to go up and around that corner so your goons that you already have hiding there can come out sooner? I don't oh make the ti- I don't make the times. I don't have the times for these conquered jewels. Hell, you're just lucky that a Marvel Ironworks shipment is due to come in this morning because otherwise the next gem will be later in the day. Yeah, I thought that far ahead. <laughs> Boom. Uh, well, well, I do. I do think that they probably catch each other up. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, I, I tell Crispin. I tell him everything. Yeah, they yeah. talk about the the trip from Sholay and and literally. I think uh, Crispin pulls out a set of dice, and like I don't know how to play <laughs> dice. Wait, what? But like you know how people okay, just we're gonna, like uh, we're, we're gonna. I'm gonna teach you how to play dice. All right, let's do it right now. Well, not right now. Come on, I got some. I got some. No bone d6. No, there are a million different interpretations <laughs> of dice as well. So okay, well, um, Crispin knows one of those interpretations of dice, <laughs> and he pulls some out, and he's and he's offering to play with Dresden. Pass the time while they wait. Well, I guess we ain't got shit else to do. So I'll tell you, this is probably happening right around the plaza where the, 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 um, I forget every single time what this thing is called. The bus station. The bus station. You know what? Fine. Up at the bus station where the Conqueror Jewels <laughs> dock at the very top, the very head of this fossil. Um, it's where you stand. Um, great. I mean, it's a very relatable, you know. Yeah. Hanging out waiting for the fucking subway or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. I imagine right. you're like on the steps, maybe like that move down I mean, it, to it. Yeah. Kind of out in the open because you know that you're by far safest out in the open. Yeah. Hell yeah. And you roll dice? No, hold on. What? Oh, we take a short rest. We take don't a have short four rest. hours. It's one hour for a short rest. It's one hour? Yep. Oh. oh yeah, I take thought it, why did I think it was four? Clock that short rest, baby. Oh, fuck yeah. 
Because I imagine the whole time you might be like looking out because there's a chance you might be followed onto this onto this jewel. Right. I always like to think that in these settings, because it's always so weird how you just heal from wounds, but I, I, in my kind of interpretation is it's kind of like the inherent magic that exists in everyone's blood and air and everything in these fictional settings. I think humans, and I mean all races, just generally have this sort of internal ability to kind of like slowly regenerate. It's the only way it makes sense. You take a short rest and it's like, boom, you're fine. Um, even a commoner will get outed, knocked out straight by a, a, a brick falling on his head, and he'll be fine in, you know, an hour. That's my... <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up because that's pretty cool. I never, never really thought about it. Yeah, I think it just makes sense. All. It's like it's like the only way to really make. I mean, like you know, people always argue that the you know the rest mechanics make no sense, but it's like eh, all you gotta do is change the the you know nature of the fiction and the setting at base, mm-hmm. and boom, it all kind of fits together very Super neatly. Super healing. Yeah, we're everyone's... all a little uh, we're all a little Wolverine. <laughs> we're all a little Wolverine on the inside. <laughs> I just figured it was like, oh, what's that? You got stabbed in the belly. Rub some dirt in it. You'll be fine in an hour. <laughs> the old, the old Wolverine method. Um, so your your wounds begin to heal a bit as you just kind of idly hang out, playing dice with each other. Uh, do you guys? I mean, you probably you're, you're telling your stories as you go and catching each other up. Um, and out of curiosity, how do your characters feel about the other character here? Like, I'm curious if, the, if you were like, "Oh God, I got to work with this guy," or "I could work with this guy." Like, what's the, what's what's the, what's the vibe there? Um. Well. Crispin's kind of like a straight shooting professional, sort of, so he's not questioning that it's his responsibility to work with Dresden. He accepts it, and uh, I mean, they haven't gotten into a fight yet. They seem all right. Mm. I think Dresden has always been so much of a loner, you know? I mean, he's had his brother, but it's been, you know, extremely tumultuous, and you know, so I think it's easy for him to just let down his wall um, for Crispin because he he knows we're on the same side and he knows we're, you know, he's because Crispin's he's, not treating him like but, shit. Right? Wow. He's, he's he's potentially a friend. Yeah. How I, long? I mean, I mean, he's, since you've had a friend near you, that's actually yeah. I never thought about that. I mean, like, he's, he's or, not he's not outwardly you right. know all giddy about it. He just you know, it's like wow, somebody who doesn't actively hate me. Yeah. Who isn't just an active evil yeah. person? Like right. the only one you knew was Craig. He was okay, but he was a little bit of a dunce. That Craig. Fucking Craig. <laughs> Craig can go fly with the boys. <laughs> probably probably fucking narked on you. <laughs> the second Jesseth came out and said, where is he? Craig said, oh, he went that way. Craig's on Dresden's shit list now. Yep. You roll dice. You get to know each other. And time passes. Two becomes, or I'm sorry, three becomes four. Becomes 430. The light, sort of cool blue of the dime begins to shift a little bit, maybe to like a little bit of a verdant green as it's starting to shift towards sort of that morning yellow brightness that eventually will fill the space and and give everyone just like light and life. And I think you start to see the early risers are waking up. Maybe some early forges start firing up. You hear the pinging of hammers as the city kind of slowly begins to wake up around you. Can I make a perception check to see if anybody did end up following us? You know what? So funny, because I was just about to ask for you both to make perception checks. All right, all right. Hey. Mmm. Crit my pants on the perception check. Nice. Plus seven, because Crispin is broken. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) I had the near exact opposite. (laughs) I got four. Man, and I'll say I did pretty damn well, but not well enough to beat that. Dresden, 
you don't notice the figure that seems to like appear from the shadows of an alley, working their way quickly towards you, coming up behind you. Well, Crispin, you do. You clock that someone is there. You have a moment to react as this figure looms up behind Dresden. All you know is you feel something moving, a blur, as a figure is kind of, kind of very quickly, but very stealthily, very quietly moving up to Dresden. I know. Moving up to Dresden, do I know how far away it is, he is? They uh, are? By the time you're aware of them, they're moving fast. They came up from an alley very close by, so we'll say they're closing in on 10 feet. Crap. When you're aware of it. <clears throat> okay, all right. I'll try this. This is all I got. Um, I'm going to... I mean, I guess I'm going to have to ready an action because they're not within five feet yet. Okay. Um, <clears throat> maybe he can step up to the side of Dresden and uh, prepare to cast Gust. Ooh, okay. You seize the air and compel it to create one of the following effects at a point you can see within range. And here's the one that I'm going to use. One medium or smaller creature that you choose must succeed on a strength saving throw or be pushed up to five feet away from you. So it's not super duper helpful. It's really just kind of flavor. Right. But yeah. it'll give us time for you to turn around and right. react. Hell well, yeah. Yeah, that, that was going to be my next question is since he now has reacted and moved yeah. up next to me, can I turn around? Uh, we're going to say this all happens in a moment. The right action is triggered. I was in five feet. When that happens, he spins around using that. You spin around to okay. see this. Dresden, move. I roll badly. You just see a small figure gets blown backwards. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, whoa. As uh, this red-haired child <laughs> in a long brown jacket gets thrown through the air. Fucking knew oh it. Rolling and collapsing against the stones of the, or the uh, Fucking knew it. <laughs> whoa, 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 hey, 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 little guy. Calm down, calm down. Hey, whoa. It's, uh, I'm not bad. Um, wait. I know you. I, I know you. I, oh, shit. Uh, my name's Chester, all right? Chester Meeps? <laughs> what the fuck? We, <laughs> we don't use that name. <laughs> I'm waiting to get it back to the voice now. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> Look, 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 I'm, I'm a friend of Jules, all right? I, uh, yeah, I know, that's why I said your name. Yes, yeah, Dresden, he pointed you out to me once. I don't know if you, so you know me. Good, I... Yes. Yes, yes. What are you, what are you, what are you doing here? Well, look, I'm, I'm going to guess you know this, but Jules is on San Satyan. He left last night, and, and, and I was going to be here every day when it comes in, waiting to see if he comes back, and, and I saw you here, now, right after he left, and... and that's got to mean something, right? And he looks like scared as, as he's kind of like rubbing the, the dirt and all of his jacket. He's kind of getting back to his feet. He looks like legitimately scared and nervous. Look, look, look. I I felt something earlier, okay? I... Something's wrong, isn't it? Isn't it? Fuck, you're going to make me take Chester into danger because Dresden doesn't know I make you do about all that. It's up to you. This is entirely... Jules, I'm Jules throwing you a choice. left him here. God. Yeah. Crispin has no reason but, to take this child with us. But Dresden has no reason not to. Except that we can't get him on the bus. You will work something I mean, out. I mean, we're not even there yet. We're not right. even to that point yet. I don't know exactly what's going on, but we're on our way to San Sitian right now to find out. We're going to make sure Jules is safe. 
Mr. Dresden, I, I don't think he is. And look, I I'm gonna be honest with you, all right? I'm kind of benched right now. I I I I'm not doing the fighting thing. I can't. I had some trouble. I. He looks to Crispin. And you, I I, I saw you on, on God's breath. I was there, at the farmhouse. I was one of the guys that, done for the thing. I um, look. I don't like to think about it, but I I I. I used to be a fighter. I, I could work with Jules. I was working with Jules up until lately, and, and I couldn't anymore. But I, I, I can't fight, but I know cities. And I know that everything that happens in Sansa Town goes through Sansa Town City. If you need someone to to scout, to be your, your man on the inside, I can do that. I, I don't want to... I don't want to wait here if something bad happens, all right? Why are you here if Jules is over there? Jules told me to stay back. The things that happened on, on God's breath... He looks at you again. Crispin, they stuck with me in a way. Um, I've been taking time and, and I've been working with the bow. I've been training. I'm getting stronger. I don't know if I'm ready to see action like that again. But if there's any way I can help, any way at all, I'm good. I'm good in the city. I'm sorry, young man. That was a terrible tragedy to behold. Yeah. You should have seen the thing in the basement. It was, uh... Look, I, I ain't gonna try to follow you or anything. I just want to know that Jules is okay. And if I can do anything, anything to help, I can be your man. As long as Jules doesn't know. <laughs> he can't, uh... He can't catch wind. And I'll leave this up to you. Can you be our eyes and our ears on the Citadel? We need as many people as we can get. Yeah, I'm... I can stick. You can trust me when I'll tell you. We're going to keep Jules safe. All right. Du Bois sounds like he could be useful. Ooh. Ooh, this is interesting. You just said... Well, because I thought... You just said Crispin has no interest in taking this kid. You can say no. You can say no. You can say no. Right, but Dresden is now thinking if Jules had him stay here, it's for a good fucking reason. If it helps, I, uh, I can teleport and shit. It's kind of weird. I don't really get it yet, but I can... I can. Kid. Okay. Yeah. You seem really nice, and you seem like you got your head on straight. All right, great. When do we start? <laughs> and Dresden looks over to Crispin. But if Jules had him stay here, it was for a reason. He looks back at Chester. It seems we're all in this together. Can you be our eyes? In our ears on the Citadel. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'll hold the fort. I'm just glad to know this backup going. And I'm glad to know it's you. And you. I mean, I felt your wind. You're tough. <laughs> not a fart joke, by the way. <laughs> I'm not so disrespectful. You're a luminary. You guys playing dice? I just... Uh... <laughs> Player Jeremy wants Chester to go, but... Yeah, no, play to the character. Dresden. It, I'm not. Yeah, I'm right. not trying to push it's any decisions on up. you. It's wholly, like I said, this it's is just not lining up. This whole arc is very based on everything you guys want to happen. Your character's decisions. This is just one potential, you know, yeah. oh, ball know. to throw in the court. I know. All right. I know. It's a hell of a ball to throw in the court. <laughs> but yeah, no, Dresden just wouldn't. Hell yeah. Yeah, Chester mentions the dice. Uh, Crispin picks them up. You kid. Keep them. Oh, well, uh, thanks. They waited? Because I got a weighted pair. 
That's no way to play. <laughs> well, you ain't seen the streets of Tythos. Well, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll take him. I think time begins to pass. Maybe, like, you know, this whole conversation happens and a few minutes have passed and it's getting to the point where people are starting to show up and line up in the plaza to get ready to board as the fire opal is about to make its appearance. You safe here, boy? He looks past you, safer than you. And you turn to see that, indeed, Jessinth Kellig in his... Not in his shield-bearer armor, actually. You make out the figure, but he's actually wearing, like, more street leathers and, like, maybe, like some, like, rough-looking chainmail, but, like, more, like, almost the, the, the get-up of a mercenary. And you see those same four guard are... You recognize them all. Um, also, no longer wearing their LaRoche colors, uh, but also sort of dressed up like they're kind of inconspicuous mercenaries heading towards the world. You see those two cloaked figures in their hoods still. This group moving up to join the line, eyes towards you. Oh, they see us. Oh, yeah, you guys are kind of oh, out. But, okay. like, they're not They're not going to make a move. You know that. Mm-hmm. But you know they're also going to be looking for an opportunity anytime they can find it on this world. Are you going to be okay? I know that guy. He's a piece of shit. I mean, you know that guy. He's brothers, right? He did the, uh... Yeah. He points to, like, your eye patch. Yeah, that was him. Hey, eye for an eye, right, big guy? Sure. We'll be okay. Then I will be your eyes and ears. You just, when you save Jules, you make sure he's okay. You tell him I said, hey, all right? You'll tell him yourself when you bring him back safe. Just gets big, freckled-faced, gap-toothed grin. All right. Trust me. I'll see you around. And the figure before you (laughs) vanishes into mist and is gone. He's getting, he loves the drama of the new power. <laughs> He's having fun. How couldn't he? <laughs> just like, I mean, just is basically a normie who suddenly can teleport. It's the coolest thing yeah. in the world. Um, hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess there's nothing really to do but to fucking Board. get in line behind yeah. this guy who wants to yeah, kill us. Yeah, are we at least a little ways behind them? You can wait for a few folks to get in line between okay. you. Yeah, we do that. You see, like, as, as, as the ruby or opal appears... It's going to get so hard getting these gemstone names right. Uh, and lowers down. Uh, shipments of wagons are kind of pulling out, filled with, like, metal bars and sheets and tools and weapons and armors and just various things coming from the ironworks of Sansetian City, which uh, you guys would be in the position of knowing that's, like, the major, major, major export of Sansetian is, like, their magical ironworks are a massive industry that kind of the, the entirety of like the, the population there is almost like at this point based around that industry and making this stuff happen you see wagons coming off of this of this ruby opal gosh darn it <laughs> it's your eyes you're getting lost in your gemstone eyes Stephen. um your ruby eyes <laughs> easy over there as uh, as, as, as it sort of empties the call is made people start to board you guys step into line and all you see before you Justin turns his head, smiles his ratty smile, doesn't say a word. Dresden slowly lifts up his hand with the middle finger. (laughs) (laughs) And then slowly lowers it back down. Justin just sneers and turns away, steps up, enters the fire opal, and your time comes. You move up 
with no issue. Your writ, everything is good to go. It couldn't be canceled in any sort of late notice. And especially if there are forces in the family working against other forces in the family, it really ties the hands of Cirilla and Samuel. And of course, Crispin, as a luminary, uh, you just receive a cordial nod yourself as you step onto the fire opal, this great, brilliant, orange, flaming gemstone that just so recently two other heroes stepped on. And so we see you step into the opal, you move to your, your bleachers. Justin is on the opposite side from you with his group, hunched over, whispering, faces watching you and waiting, waiting for the right moment. But for now, you are safe. You said he's got four guards with him? Four guards and those two cultists who oh gave my you God. some hell. The whole crew. The whole yep. crew. Still okay. stacked. Great. Still stacked. <laughs> they didn't get a chance in the alley. Yeah. So I'll be, I'll be taking my chances somewhere else. At least we know those guards are lousy. How dare you? Weaklings. Weaklings. They've up three times since you last fought them. <laughs> Technically, they won that fight and got the XP, so ha. <laughs> they, just um, did, they just did lunges <laughs> the whole way <laughs> to, to the gemstone. It sounds like something in a Mel Brooks film. <laughs> now with new friends by your side and new friends left behind, old friends waiting for you ahead on the world to which you travel, and old and bitter enemies watching your every move, we see these two heroes... Rising up in the air in this gem. Vanishing in the ethereal skies. And we'll call it there. How's everyone friends again? <laughs> Jesus <Christ>. No. <laughs> I'll post, just not. Post credits. We can do a post credits friend ba- friends banter very, look, if we want. Look, Depending on time. All I was going to say. If he keeps talking, this is going in post credits. All I was going to say is that Chandler and Monica finally got engaged, and I couldn't be more thrilled. As a fan of love and good things, this is happy for me. As Steven, as, as, as the literal devil, you wouldn't care, but it's great. Finally, in 1995, they got engaged. Dude, it was beautiful. You see this face? This is the face Don't of zero it. empathy. Don't you fucking, I'm taking that button back by force. No, you can't. It's on my side of the table. It's a good, it's a good, beautiful couple. Let's get to the show. <laughs> <laughs>